0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com/socks.
1: A's cast streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960 KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco.
2: 0-2, oh curveball swing and a miss. And the A's survive in Kansas City. A Saturday afternoon marathon of nearly four hours, and the A's prevail. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show.
3: Well, the number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. We will talk about this game, but um, heavy hearts tonight in the baseball world, the sports world. Very similar to what happened on Sunday when we lost an all-time great in Bill Russell. We now have lost an all-time great with Vin Scully, who is the greatest American sports announcer by far. Everything that he did from, you know, starring on the East Coast to the West Coast, being in the two biggest markets. Uh, I don't really even know how many broadcasters in the history had Prominent jobs in New York and Los Angeles, his his work that he did in the NFL, the work that he did in golf, uh, doing the Masters. I mean, just an, an amazing career, and it's so sad that we lost him. And Ken, I, I know he was an idol of yours, and just having the you know Bill Russell on Sunday, Vin Scully today, just really hard.
4: Yeah, there's no doubt, Chris. And two giants. Uh, Vinny was 94. And like I said on the broadcast, and Vincent and I had the chance to reminisce a little bit, I'm not sure I'd be here if I hadn't grown up in L.A. and listening to Vin from the day really the Dodgers moved from Brooklyn back in, in 58. And I'm not alone. He influenced just so many of us. And you could go on and on, his love of the game and the fact that he always was looking for a little extra, as he said, trying to knit it all together or tie it all together. He always, you know, he, he did a great job calling the action, but... There was also the human element that he tried to bring into his broadcast. And just such a gracious person when you had a chance to be around him. It was such a, I mean, I don't know that I've had a bigger thrill without getting married and, you know, think, uh, the birth of our daughter, the time that I first met him and, and interviewing him. It was just an, it was like an out of body experience almost for me, Chris. It was, it was really, a, a, you know, an amazing thing and almost indescribable the feeling. Uh, being in his company and having the, the chance to interview him after I had, his voice had, had come through the radio for decades to me, and now here I was interviewing him, and that same voice was speaking into my microphone. Um, I'm not sure I was worthy of that, honestly.
3: Well, I, it's like we all have one of those stories, and, and I, I, too, grew up in Southern California, and you just you take it for granted that he was just always on the air, and I'll tell a story later about when my good friend Larry Krueger and I interviewed him before a Giants pregame show and just how gracious he was with his time for two young broadcasters. I mean, so many different people have have this story and you just think of just how great he was in everything he did, whether it was football or it was golf, he could do anything. There was nothing he couldn't do.
4: He even did some talk shows or, or um, game shows, I think, didn't he, Chris, on television? Yes. Uh, he kind of branched out, and he did, uh, you know, some TV work from that standpoint. That that uh, that genre that was not related, of course, to uh, baseball. He called the catch, you know, Dwight Correct. Clark and Joe Montana for CBS. Did a lot of Masters for CBS as well. So, but baseball was his sport. And as I said on the broadcast, Chris, he was so instrumental in the Dodgers' popularity. I'm not sure the Dodgers would be as popular or as dominant a franchise as they are down here in Southern California without Vinny, because as the first voice of that club, you know, they had minor league baseball, they had the Hollywood Stars and the LA Angels, but... He really expanded the horizons and he taught baseball to a lot of people. And the marriage of Vinny and the car radios and the transistor radios and LA traffic as it got really bad in the 60s, but people would have Vin. And when the Dodgers, especially, were on the East Coast, and there was Vin during drive time. And uh, that was a huge reason why the Dodgers, of course, became so popular. And, you know, he deserves all the accolades and all the kudos that he's getting today. Uh, he deserves them, and then some. But like you said, the most important thing to me about Vin was just how gracious he was. And every time that it was, it was a thrill every time just to say hello to him. But he always made it a special experience for you. So I'm not sure anyone. I mean, he is he is a god in our business, and he is a god when it comes to fans of the Dodgers and even baseball fans in general. But You know, he deflected all that. He was self-deprecating, Chris, and he wanted to make you feel special. And so he was such a great role model from from that standpoint to all of us. And the other thing in terms of being a role model was in how hard he worked. He was always dedicated to doing his homework. I I don't think he ever did a game when he wasn't prepared. Uh, There was a time when Vince and I were doing an A's Dodgers game at Dodgers Stadium He came to the booth and he was really serious and he wanted to know about Kurt Young. Kurt Young then was the A's pitching coach, but Kurt, of course, had pitched for the A's during the A's World Series year against the uh, Dodgers back in 88. And I kind of chided him a little bit. I said, Vin, man, you're really grinding on, on this. And he turned really serious. He said, this is what we do. I would feel terrible if Kurt Young came to the mound to visit one of the A's young pitchers and I didn't know what he had done for the A's in that year in the World Series, uh, when the Dodgers and the A's got together. He said, this is what we do. We try to tie it all together. And I guess symbolically or metaphorically, in a way, that he did that with generations. As Vince said earlier, the way he was he would link the generations and, and the, the great lore and his love of the game and the history and all that, that that he passed down because he was a he was a walking oral history of baseball, Chris.
3: No doubt about it. I mean, to do it in New York and Los Angeles, I mean, truly, truly special. Not much to talk about this one. You have a great night, and uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, good chance we'll see you on Ace Cast Live tomorrow. All right, buddy. You have a good one. Ken Korak, obviously emotional. I mean, your idol passes away like that during the game, during the broadcast. You know, this is going to knock the trading deadline just you know as big as the one Soto story is uh, for the next I don't know news cycle in baseball and in the sports world. It's going to be about Vince Scully because he is the greatest broad I mean broadcaster. It's definitely sports broadcaster. If we start talking, you know, greatest American broadcaster. I don't even know how we would debate it, how we'd go about it. I'm assuming he'd be in the conversation. When you talk about how iconic and a man that broadcasted through X amount of years, which means generations of fans, which means change in technology you think about the technology that's changed it wasn't that long ago vin was still broadcasting so he was broadcasting with a lot of the technology we still use to this day compared to what he started with when vin started his career with the brooklyn dodgers in 1950 where radio where television where, where it was then to where we are now? To everything that, that he did in his career? I mean, you just think about that. You think about how the world changed around Vin Scully, and yet his greatness always stayed the same. But how you could get Vin Scully. You didn't have to be in Los Angeles. You didn't have to listen to a Dodgers affiliate. You could then listen to him on your phone. You could listen on the Internet. Now, he broadcasted for from 1950 in Brooklyn, New York, to 2016 in Los Angeles, California. Just think about that. To be in New York all the way to L.A. and to broadcast all those years. And then, oh yeah, the NFL, the biggest sport we have in this country, and the Masters. Not only did he do PGA Tour, he did the Masters. Now, normally golf, you can't put in the, in the realm of the top sports. And I'm a huge golf fan. I watch, trust me, I'm not degrading golf in any way. But just in American interest... The Masters has the interest. Masters gets huge ratings every single year. The other tournaments, not so much. But Vin did the Masters. I mean, this guy was doing the World Series, the Masters, the NFL, and and it was just, it was Vin Scully. You expected him to be there. When you watch the World Series, you expected Vin Scully to be on the call. Why? Because... Because, frankly, he's the best, and no one else should do it. Like, basically my entire life, Vince Scully did the World Series. Why? Because he's Vince Scully. And you never thought, like, well, why does Vince Scully always get to do it? Because you just knew Vince Scully. Whether I grew up hating the Dodgers, hating the You didn't hate Vince Scully. Nobody hates Vince Scully. You, I mean, it's like you can't – this guy – because when, when you listen to a broadcast, then Scully could do the could do the World Series or could do the Dodger game and you couldn't tell. That's how good he was. When the era of Homerism came into it, and there's so much of it now, it's disgusting. But fans love it, because that's our guy. Root, root, root for the home team. Fans fans can't get enough of homers. They love them. Vince Scully was never a homer. He did a Dodger game the same way he did a national game. You couldn't tell the difference. Vince Scully had just as many stories about the other team as he did for his own team. But he was brilliant. And he was so good, you couldn't tell. You just expected greatness because it's Vince Scully. You expected greatness every single time you listened to him. But it was just, it's just, that was the norm for him. Truly amazing. I mean, it is truly. I got to tell my story about when I first interviewed him. Uh, The only time I interviewed him, it was magical. And I'm sure it's like that for everybody. Uh, I'm going to summarize this game pretty easy. Even though that you're a seller, and you know you're going to be a seller, and your clubhouse knows you're going to be a seller, when it happens, it takes any steam out of your sales. Not saying the A's had a ton of steam, but if you look how flat they were tonight, that's what happens to teams after the trading deadline who the sellers are. There was no there there. Not that there's been a whole lot of there there this year. They're 39 and 66. I get it. But they've been a fighting, they've been a they've been a bad bunch, but they've been a fighting bad bunch. Tonight there wasn't a whole lot of fight. And it and it doesn't shock me. A's lose 3-1 to, to the Angels. Your phone calls next. 833-625-2278. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show.
5: Like sports, business is about winning
6: You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show.
3: The number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. Normally on a night when Greg and San Luis Obispo would call after Lou Trevino is traded to the Yankees, I would love to dig into him, but I see he wants to talk about Vin Scully. So I guess we'll have to save this for another night, Greg.
7: Yeah, like, like you said, Townie, and, and how, uh, how Kenny nailed it, you know, great intro by you guys. It's it's with heavy hearts tonight that I call in, no doubt about it. Um, so much with the trade deadline I wanted to get into, and kind of winners and losers, and obviously Lou was, would have been a fun topic, but, you know, the, the, the tragic news of, of then is just, it, it hits home with everybody, and... I'm lucky because I got a special connection to Vin. His son, Todd, um, lives here locally on the Central Coast, and his grandson, Jordan. And uh, over the years, I've had the pleasure of getting to know them, um, spending time with them. Um, Vin's son, Todd, played at Pepperdine and um, was never really a huge baseball guy like his dad, but um, was such a stud athlete that he actually um, he played for Pepperdine for a couple of years and then ended up uh, playing beach volleyball and was a pro beach volleyball player for years. And uh, was, was a varsity volleyball coach out here at one of our local high schools. And just, a, like his dad, just a great guy who everybody likes, a competitor, um, always, gave, always gives back to the community. Um, like I said, I've had the pleasure of no, I'm known him for probably 15 years. And the stories he's told me about his dad um, growing up in the Scully household um, j- just you know, I, I I'm, I'm a baseball lifer, like all of us. I, I I consider myself probably over the top when it comes to just the nitty gritty, and I'm a big memorabilia guy, and I I just love every inch of baseball. And uh, to sit and just listen to Todd tell these stories about his dad, and just you know, just the the funny stories, the unbelievable stories. You know, people don't realize Vin was very close to getting into politics. One of his best friends was Ronald Reagan. Um, you know, just, just, just some great stories like that. And, um, you know, over the years, the last few years in particular, it's been tough because, because Vin's wife, Todd's mom, she was, you know, had some health issues and, and she passed away not long ago. Um, so, you know, I, I guess one solace we can take is that, you know, Vin's with his wife now of so many years in heaven looking down on all of us. And, uh, and, um, you know, it's just with, with heavy hearts that, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers, obviously with, with the whole Scully family, but, um, some of the stories, Tony, I got to tell you, man, pre- pretty awesome stuff for, for baseball lifers like me and you.
3: It's a it's an incredible life, you know, and, it, you know, the same thing with Bill Russell, the fact that, you know, we're not talking about men that passed, you know, in their 60s or, you know, well, God forbid, the 50s. But, you know, Vince Scully was 94 and and, you know, you think about. The greatness of his life. And Bill Russell was 88. They lived full lives, had great lives, as you mentioned. I've uh, got to see their families, their grandkids. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, and, and normally we, we we celebrate broadcasters locally. You know, you have your guy, he was the guy of your team. Vin was, Vin's, Vin was so great. He wasn't a local guy. He was like I said. I mean, for us, Greg, growing up, he was the guy that did the World Series, and you expected him to do the World Series. Why? Because he's Vince Scully, and he's the best. Yeah, you know, he, he's everybody. I know for for yourself and a guy like Kenny,
7: you know, the industry guys. You know, I mean, Kenny said it best. He was a god. I mean, he 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 just was. He was the measuring stick by which you guys are measured. You know, I mean, there's just. There, there's, there's no question that he is the goat of, 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 broadcasters. And, you know, you said it so good, Chris, he could do anything. I mean, whether it be golf or, you know, bay, uh, uh, just anything he could call and, and kind of bring his own spin and his own life and, you know, his own kind of just special take to it. And, um, you know, a couple quick stories I'll tell you. I, I had told Todd that I, 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 literally, I hate the Dodgers. All my buddies are Dodgers fans. I've been beat up since 1988 with the whole Kurt Gibson home run. And and I've told Todd that you know, obviously we, we we love your dad, but man, I'm an A's fan and I can't stand the Dodgers. And Todd just smiles at me and says, "Kurt Gibson." And there's there's no comeback for that. I mean, that's just you know that's that's one that they got. And and, and you know the historic call that, that obviously goes along with the Gibson home run. But um, uh, a funny story. Vin was sponsored by Mercedes. They they literally, from what Todd would say, they would beg him just to, to drive their car around, just as you know free advertising. Vin's driving a Mercedes, so every year Vin would get a new Mercedes. And as he got older, you know, he was a little, you know, n- not as sharp on the road, so to speak. So Todd would tell these stories about how Vin would be on the 405 in like this V12 2020 Mercedes with 700 horsepower going 45 miles per hour in the fast lane. And so guys would come up behind him and lay their horns on him, And then they'd get around him and realize, Oh crap, that's Vin Scully. <laughs> and so they would end up waving. And, you know, it was, it was just cl- classic stuff like that, that, why has my dad got a 700 horsepower car? Well, they're giving it to him for free. They would—he would literally drive a car for a year, trade it in, get a brand new Mercedes, trade it in, and it was always the top-notch bells and whistles. And he would just kind of laugh with Todd and go, "I don't need this car," and, and Todd would go, "Why not take it? It's 700 horsepower. and You're the king of the road, Dad." Like, so just—you know—just kind of little stuff like that. Uh, a lot of stories, you know stories about you know obviously baseball and and some of the memorabilia that 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 vin was able to acquire over the years that they're big memorabilia fans he recently auctioned off some of his stuff and and it went towards charity but you know some of the stuff and you know i'm, I'm a big memorabilia guy like i said one of my prized possessions is a personalized autograph that says hi greg best wishes Vin scully It's a great picture of him tossing a ball in the air with you know dodger stadium in the background one of my prized possessions so um you know it's it, like you said it's with heavy hearts that that uh that we speak tonight, but you know, when when it when it comes to Vin Scully, that you know, simply the best. When when it comes to like you said, our childhood, you know, he wasn't just a Dodger guy; he was everybody's guy. Yeah. And uh, I got a lot of a lot of Dodger fans who who I've been talking with tonight, and and you know that particular Dodger Nation, um, you know, I know they're just tore up. But you know, in the last few years, it was really hard for Vin to go to games because he was literally worshiped in LA. He couldn't go to a spring training game. He couldn't go to, he'd show up in the fourth inning from what Todd would say and then leave in the eighth, because he would just get bombarded by fans and no one, no one had ill intent. They just wanted to be around him. They just wanted to say hi to him. They just wanted to be around him. But, you know, as he was older and like you said, in his nineties, it was just hard for him to, to even go to a game and enjoy a game because he would just get bombarded and literally worshiped by, by the people of LA. So, um, you know, Heavy hearts tonight. Glad to have you back, Chris. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, Vegas show did a heck of a job this weekend, and I, I got a chance to watch you on, on TV this this past weekend with Stu. I thought you did a great job. Um, but it's great to have you back on, uh, on the clubhouse show, Talking Trash, brother.
3: Yeah, I, I finally figured it out to where I can make it all work. It took me a little time, <laughs> but uh, now I figured out pregame TV. So when I do TV – uh, I'm not gonna be going anywhere, so because uh, it just it drives me nuts sitting there, and the game's going on. I know I got my third inning hit, I got my fifth inning hit, and I'm like, uh, so I figured out how to make it. I finally figured out how to make it all work. So there will be times when I, I I only miss maybe about 15 minutes of the post game show, but I'll be back. So uh, thank you for the kind words, and we'll talk to you soon. See you, Tony. Yeah, Tay. It took me some time. i like. How are we going to do A's cast live? How are we going to do the pregame show? How am I going to do television? Kind of make it all work out. And I finally have figured it all out. And I'll start making all that happen come on uh, Thursday. But, yeah, Vin Scully. Man, I saw that. You know, you're not shocked because of his age, but you're just, you know, a legend like that. And just we won't hear his voice again. Let's let's uh, go to Mike in Texas. Mike, you're on the A's Clubhouse show.
8: Hey, Johnny. What's up? Hey, man. People have forgotten that you pointed it out. He was in New York. And he yeah. was there at the Golden Age, I thought, with Jackie Robinson, Don Newcomb, Roy Campanella. And he saw Sandy uh, Koufax pitch in Brooklyn and... He didn't have much success and saw him come to fruition in Los Angeles, but he was also there in New York for the, for the center fielder battle when they were all, could you know, it depends who you rooted for. There was Duke Snyder, Willie Mays, and uh, Mickey Mantle. Yeah. And for the, the Bay Area sports guys, people forget he called the catch when Montana threw it to Clark. That's how widespread he was. Uh, what a loss. I mean, he, he dates the best part of baseball history to today. I,
3: I, 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 you know, you can't say it enough. This guy was in New York, comes out west with the Dodgers in 58, and how Southern California changes and grows. Ken Korak mentioned this. Traffic just gets worse radio though gets the the more traffic the more powerful radio got and the difference between la and new york la may be the number one market la may be the number one television market but no question los angeles what has always been at least in my career los angeles is the number one radio market because los angeles you reach more people because more people are sitting in cars for all these years before we had cell phones people weren't riding public transit and riding on the subways in new york listening to radios that's where la became so powerful in the radio industry and that's why you know it's not only is it hollywood but that's where everybody was going to cut all you, you think of all the famous musicians a lot of them went to Los Angeles. They weren't going to New York. They went to cut their records in Los Angeles because you wanted to be yes. on the radio in L.A. because everybody was stuck on in their cars listening to your songs in their cars. And that's where the battles came, where you had music executives who were paying out radio stations. Hey, this is my Frankie Valley. You got to play this and we'll split you 50 grand. And that's where... There's so many illegal rules that happen in radio from those times. the The actual L.A. radio scene and music scene through the years, the history of it is fascinating. And and
8: Hollywood even went to him, and, and people didn't see the movie. he was the radio voice of. You know, even Hollywood went to the guy when they wanted a correct baseball or the best baseball put together.
3: Yeah, yeah, there was no question that uh, Vin ended up in all kinds of uh, all kinds of whether it was TV shows, it was movies. Hey, your phone is breaking up. Appreciate the phone call. I just looked this up real quick. Paola, uh, in my career, we've had to sign. We 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 would have to sign. These contracts saying that we will not take money to, let's say, you're a business and you say, hey, Townsend, um, talk about my business and then I'll give you free stuff. Payola in the music industry is the illegal practice of paying a commercial radio station to play a song without the station to closing the payment. Under U.S. law, a radio station must disclose songs they were paid to play on the air as sponsored airtime. I I worked with a guy who at one point was number one in Los Angeles. He made X amount of millions a year. And there are stories about drugs, that the radio, the radio companies, or excuse me, the uh, the uh, music companies, they would give you whatever you wanted, and we're talking about the '80s, so we're talking about if you wanted drugs, you wanted companionship, you wanted cars, you wanted houses. What was going on in L.A. and New York in the radio scene, probably starting in the 60s and the 70s, but really in the 80s, and that's when they had to step in and go, you got this is, this is scandalous, and they stopped it. Now, did it really stop? I would say probably not, but they made it illegal. A lot of people made a lot of money, a lot of cash. I mean, I've heard stories that I, I don't, On Ace Cast Live, I'll tell stories tomorrow, 4 o'clock, because we're streaming. I mean, I got some wild stories of what was going on in Los Angeles during that time. But think, Vin's king. Everybody's what? Just Dodger baseball. Vin, Vin is king. Everybody's listening. Everybody's in these cars. And then, of course, all the national stuff. It's just sad. But what a life. You know, for me, when someone like this passes at that age, it's a celebration. It's sad that he's gone, but it's a celebration, and I guarantee uh, the next couple days. I know tomorrow, a programming note, uh, we'll run at least one on Ace Cast Live, but I'm going to make sure tomorrow on our pregame show, Ace Total Access, we will have two different interviews of Ray Fossey, with Vin Scully. That will be fantastic. We will do Vin Scully right tomorrow and and, and pay our respects, and we'll do it with also one of the greats, our man Ray Fossey. Vin Scully, Ray Fossey tomorrow, A's total access. Robert, that will start at 540. So 538. And uh, we'll have some Ray Fossey and Vin Scully. It'll be very special. Man, thought we'd be talking about trading deadline, but this is, this is uh, far bigger than that. But I will talk about the game next and the trading deadline. And it was good to, hey, great to see Lou get out there and pitch and not give up anything. I think he went two innings, a clean two innings. Let me check. Not two innings, uh, two outs. Lou went two outs. Yeah. I hope Lou goes and pitches great for the Yankees. He's good people. He he, need, he needed a reset, or we think he needed a reset. And hopefully he's going to get New York, and then, of course, Frankie. I love Frankie. You know, last time we had Frankie on A's Cast Live, I mean, we were basically, you know, saying goodbye to each other because you knew he was going to be gone. and that And, and that's what happens. When you subtract it out of your clubhouse, it's tough. It take takes the air out of the building. And the A's played like it tonight. The number 833-625-2278. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show.
6: You're listening to the
3: A's Clubhouse Show. Well, baseball really has done some good things. When you look at how they have controlled their message and made what they're doing, essentially, as we used to like to say, front page news. When you have the sports world essentially to yourself, and the best thing anybody else has going is the SBs. ugh. By the way, I don't think I've ever watched the SBs. I've seen snippets of it. I've never watched it. And once again, my streak is intact. Awful television and baseball needed to whether the people inside the game liked it or not needed to take advantage now that football basketball and hockey seasons are all longer and baseball has less and less time by itself it used to seem like baseball had the entire summer to itself not anymore it's just not how it works they've extended the nfl playoff the They've extended the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs, and they go forever, and it's just, you know, they're going into June. Baseball's had to capitalize on July. So by moving the trading – by changing the trading deadline, moving the draft – you know, highlighting, hey, draft, all-star game. We're going to have home run derby. We're going to have the futures game. We're going to have all that. Hey, there's no more, no more this waiver wire process. What the hell is that? You got a trading deadline. Well, wasn't that always, like, the most ridiculous thing? You had a thing called the trading deadline, but yet, After the deadline was up, you could still acquire a player through the waiver wire process. So if you're a team that says you're going to put a guy on waivers and you're an American League team, the guy first has to be offered to the worst team, and it goes through the American League. And if the guy gets to the American League, then he's got to go through the National League. Everybody goes through waivers. A team could claim them. And then if a team claimed them, Well, the team that put him out on waivers could pull him back, and the whole thing was just ridiculous. A trading deadline. Suspense. Hey, everybody, you better make a trade by this time or it's over. Urgency. Made for television. All of this, whether front office people like it or not, it's good for the game. Because essentially you can say, all right, everybody, we own July. That's it. We own July. Because once August hits, and even really at the end of July, even though I want to own this time, training camp started for the NFL. But you have to do your best to own the month of July. you got to own it with your all-star game. And even though they say the ratings are down, who cares? It's still the most watched program on that Tuesday night. And it's still like the highest-rated thing of the week. You still got a lot of eyeballs on the All-Star game, even though people want to poo-poo it. Listen, people don't watch television the way they used to. Way too many options, too many devices. Kids don't watch regular television. But as long as the All-Star game and Home Run Derby still getting eyeballs, all it matters. And figure out a way to make July own July. Baseball's got to own July. And they're doing a better job of it. Even though I get it, today is August 2nd. You know what I mean. This time of year, they got to own it. Because once football starts, good luck. And they did a good job with it. And you saw an absolute historic trade today. Juan Juan Soto, no matter where he went, was going to be historic. You're trading a guy knock on wood, barring injury, is going to be one of the greatest offensive forces this game's ever seen. And he's 23 years old. I mean, Juan Soto's going to be playing for a good chunk of the next X amount of years of our lives. I mean, he's got super talent. I said it earlier today on A's Cast Live. He's got the look of a star. He's got a... He's a good-looking kid with a great smile. I mean, a Latin ball player playing in Southern California, that works. We had Dave Stewart on A's Cast Live last Friday, and we were talking about Fernando Mania, if anybody's old enough to remember that. Boy, it works. I don't know what happens. I, 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 think, that, I, I think at some point the Padres will – they're gonna to have to sign him because you know what happens when he starts playing and you fall, your fan base falls in love with him. You fall in love with him, you can't get rid of him. It's gonna be Machado or, or or Tatis is who they're gonna to have to end up moving. But you had a lot go on. Yankees making moves, Astros making moves. Then you had teams you got. I mean, you look at and you go, wait a minute, you got all these, you got more playoffs than ever before. And you got teams like the Giants doing nothing Red Sox White Sox nothing you got the Red Sox acting like the Rays now Think how red okay you can rip the Giants and I'm sure they got so many apologists in our market that they'll all try and figure out a way I'm I'm worried Larry Bear will get mad at me. I'll, I'll say it you're a Giants fan. You should be pissed. The way they're acting. But if you were a Red Sox fan, oh, my God, you should be livid. You've got the most expensive tickets in the sport. You've got a monster TV contract. And they're trying to sell to you, hey, look, we got Eric Hosmer. And the Padres are paying a lot of his salary. What? You kidding me? You're the Boston Red Sox. You're not the Marlins. You're not the Rays. You're the Boston Red Sox. And you're happy to be having somebody else pay your bills? What? What happened to Boston sports? You had Tom Brady. You let Tom Brady go. And now your baseball team is bragging about getting Eric Hosmer. By the way, Eric Hosmer, the next couple of years, only makes $13 million a year. You know what $13 million is to the Boston Red Sox? It's tip money. And they're trying to go, ooh, the Padres are paying a lot of his salary. Look how much money we're saving. You want to charge your fan base how much money to go to games and you're bragging about saving money on Eric Hosmer? Tip money 13 million is a lot of money to you and me I get it but to the Boston Red Sox who make I mean crazy amount of money remember they're the franchise that told Pablo Sandoval just to leave. We'll pay you 80 something million just leave. yeah that Red Sox they paid pop was it 75 85 million dollars to not play for them. That's how much money they got. And now they're bragging about saving money in Hosmer? They let Mookie Betts go? Xander Bogarts could be going? And you got extra playoff spots? I mean, how the hell are you... What? You're the Boston Red Sox. You're, You're acting like you're the Kansas City Royal. Disgusting. I mean... Here you have a lifeline put out by Major League Baseball for more playoff spots, and you've got big market, big money clubs acting like they're the Kansas City Royals. Shame on you. Let's pause for station identification here on AceCast. AceCast,
1: streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco.
3: And where are these White Sox? You talked about big spending. We'll spend. We'll do this. We'll do that. Bring Tony LaRusa in. Nothing. You were supposed to blow out that division. They're, they're so dysfunctional. It's weird. It really is weird. Like, I would love to walk in tomorrow, Manhattan. New York, and go to the commissioner's office and get uh, Rob Manfred, friend of the program, by the way, been on A's cast twice. I'd like to sit down in his office with his top people and go, hey, how we feeling today? How we feeling that it's the Padres stole the show for the trading deadline? And by the way, they kind of exposed everybody. Right? If you're not kind of paying attention from a business standpoint, like if the Padres can have two different 300 million dollar contracts and trade for Juan Soto, cuz Juan Soto next year will be ma- he's making 17 something this year, he's going to get over 20 Man, they're going to have some big loot going on in San Diego. It just shows. The money's out there. So when you look at the San Francisco Giants, forever giant. When did they become cheap? Giants have become cheap. They're playing money ball. They loved money ball last year in 107 wins, didn't they? Ooh, Farhan's so brilliant. Gabe Kapler uses his roster better than anybody else. They just love them some them. They're so smart. We're not spending the money we used to, and now Moneyball's falling apart, and now people aren't happy, and now you're sellers at the at the deadline, and you're doing nothing. I mean, the commissioner's office, hey, commish, your big boy franchises, a lot of them aren't doing anything. That's not good. You put out extra playoff spots to keep everybody in this thing. I got Milwaukee doing more than San Francisco. I got Milwaukee doing more than Boston and Chicago. Both my teams in Chicago, the third largest market, are stinkers. Didn't do anything. Third largest market, nothing. Ah. You think that's good for the sport? Last time I checked, didn't we all? Hey, hey, as the A's, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. You can look at us, too. We're just trading away and talking about the future. I mean, it's not a great look for baseball. It's not. When you only have, you know, you put out extra playoff spots and only so many people want to actually try and win. But the big market teams with big money not doing anything? Oh, that is, you know, you say whatever about small market teams, but big market teams who've got big loot and they're not doing anything? That's a bad look. The number is 833-625-2278. We got some good audio for you coming up. We got some Vin Scully calls. Some Vin Scully calls. And also, Rick Monday. Former A. The Rick Monday. Longtime Dodger. I, I have not heard this, but we'll hear what Rick had to say about the passing of Vin Scully next. Right here on the A's Clubhouse show.
12: Here are some easy tips to get the most out of a time of use rate plan. Number one, during peak times, get your dishes loaded and your clothes ready to wash or dry. Then wait until off peak times to press the start button. Number two, run your AC during off-peak hours, then nudge it up to 78 degrees when peak hours begin. Number three, one of the easiest ways to conserve energy is by turning off appliances, televisions, and lights. To see more easy tips, visit pge.com touinfo info.
13: The A's are back, and you won't want to miss this epic matchup. The A's host the Giants in the Bay Bridge Series, presented by Gilead Sciences at the Coliseum August 6th and 7th.
2: 3-2 runner goes, swing, and a miss. And down goes Estrada and the Giants in the 7th.
13: Catch some summer vibes and get your tickets to see the Athletics take on the Giants at the Coliseum. Pack your sunscreen and shades and bring your friends or family out to the ballpark for the Bay Bridge Series. Tickets are selling quickly. Get your tickets today at athletics.com slash
10: Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Hinder, it's a deep drive to left. Rough is going back at the track,
4: turning around, at the wall. He'll turn and watch it fly.
0: You're listening to A's Cast.
2: It's hit high and deep to right. Back is Meadows to the track. In the shadows. Looks up. And it is gone. A majestic drive from Seth Brown. With two outs against Michael Fulmer. He scores Jed Lowry. And the A's are back ahead 5-3. to This is the A's Clubhouse Show.
3: Well, obviously... Tough news tonight on the passing of Vin Scully and it happened during our game. It also happened while the Dodgers were playing. And Rick Monday, I mean, uh, you know, former athletic, first ever draft pick in the history of the draft when he was taken by Charlie Finley and the Kansas City Athletics He said he signed for 104000 You think about that. 104000 <laughs> But you think a lot of people, you remember Rick Monday for his years with the Dodgers, 1977 through 1984. And Rick Monday, wow. All the years broadcasting with Vin Scully. Here's what he had to say on the passing event during the actual game.
1: We talk about at times that we check reality at the gate when we go to a game. And unfortunately we have some bad news to pass along And for those that have followed the Dodgers for so many years and haven't we all we lost a legend. We lost someone that brought us the joys of baseball and the very sad news the passing of Vince Scully. Today, and for those of us that were touched by him, listen to him and learn from him. This is a uh, a deep loss, and to the entire. Scully family we send our our love and our respect and our thanks this is more than just a game for those that, that touch us
3: yeah Rick Monday's 70 he's 76 years old still has that great voice but someone like Rick Monday traveled and work so closely with Venn, not only as a player, but also as a fellow broadcaster. Now, I haven't been able to see the coverage, MLB Network. I'm sure tomorrow uh, MLB Network will be must-see. I'm sure Sports is doing something tonight, which will be nice to, to, to look at after I'm done here. But tomorrow, as much as, you know, trading deadline probably was the plan, they're going to focus a lot on Vin. I mean, the Dodgers are a powerhouse franchise in American professional sports. And he, by far, is the most popular Dodger of all time. I mean, where where, where else are you going to get that? There's been a lot of great broadcasters. No one's been bigger than the players. But in reality, players come and go. Vince Scully did not come and go. Vince Scully was there for a long, long time. Truly an amazing career. And that, when I say he, he was bigger than the players, it was voted on by the fans. And they've had iconic Hall of Fame players. But nobody was more iconic than the broadcaster. Obviously, a Ford C. Frick Award winner. A Commissioner's Historic Achievement Award winner a Presidential Medal of Freedom. He had a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And you can't retire his number because he didn't have a number, so they, they retired his microphone. <laughs> That's how big Vin Scully was. And he will be missed. David Force stopped by. I did not get to hear this. David Force stopped by NBC Sports California, uh, Ace Pregame Live. Want to play a couple of these for you? Let's just do them in the order that we have them, Robert. Uh, we'll start with David Force on how the Montas trade was in the works for a while.
14: This has been a discussion we've been having since spring training. Obviously, we traded a number of other guys, and there comes – sort of a right time to trade guys. And with Frankie, it wasn't in March, but considering the interest now and the way he's pitched the last few months, this was the deal that made sense for us moving forward. And when it came to the Yankees, it was really about arms that they had to offer.
3: And on the number of teams that they talked to about Frankie.
14: We certainly talked to a number of teams. You saw some of the other teams that traded for starting pitching today were very much in our conversation. But at the end of the day, the Yankees had the offer that we liked, and and they also, you know, adding Lou to the mix also allowed us to expand the
3: trade. There you go. How many times, and that's why I wanted to give Bus Greg's chops. How many times, I can't believe he pitched him, he shouldn't pitch him. This is why they pitched Lou. Because somebody's going to look at the stuff, and they're going to say, we can fix him. Stuff is stuff. They have the readings. They know. Sometimes a guy just needs to hit reset. He needs to be unplugged and replugged in, like we do with our computers. And you're hoping a change of scenario, a change of, a change of scenery, will do that for Lou. Why are we pitching him? This is stupid. Get rid of him. You're pitching him because you're going to move him. That's why they kept pitching him, and that's why they kept pitching him in high-leverage situations. And it worked. Nobody would want him. Nobody would want him. The team with the best record took him. Let that be a lesson to everybody. Nobody would want him. Oh, really? The Yankees did. Here's David Force on how they decided on the players they got.
14: Yeah, you're right, Stu. This this process starts a long time ago. This isn't this isn't a case of you know just a couple days where we start you know start identifying these players. You know, in the case of of particularly Sears and and Waldachuck, it goes back years to the amateur draft, uh, and then our scouts seeing them every year uh, in the minor leagues or, or a couple times a year. Uh, similarly, with Medina, seeing him as an amateur in the Dominican Republic. So, uh, this is you know a lot of years in the in in the works, and um, you know Waldechuk particularly was a guy we saw right in our backyard here at St. Mary's, and uh, and didn't get a chance to grab in the draft, but he's kind of shot through their system the last couple of years. Uh, Sears, we saw up close and personal back in May in Yankee Stadium. Um and, and, and this this ultimately was the package, you know, with, with Cooper Bowman at the back end as a position player. This was the group that we felt like, you know, added best to our system, you know, a combination of of guys who might get here quickly. You know, you may see Sears and Chuck sometime this this season. Uh Medina coming behind and then Bowman hopefully moving to double A uh, by the end of this year.
3: There you go. I mean, the two lefties, we will see this year. And that's going to be nice because, let's face it, all the other trades, we really haven't seen much yet. Now we know we got to be patient with them, but we haven't seen much. Hopefully at some point we'll see Christian Pache back and a different Christian Pache. He was asked if this is the last flip of this A's rebuilding process?
14: Well, you, you kind of hit it on the head there with, you know, when you said with everything else going around around the team. I mean, ultimately, you know, those things are going to determine our timeline more so than maybe some of the guys on the field. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think when you look at the guys who are here uh, and and potentially the time they have remaining in Oakland, we, we hope that time is longer rather than shorter. But, you know, with, with the... Uh, sort of the advancements we've made in Oakland over the past couple months and some of the positive things, I I think we'll go into the off season waiting to get some direction. And, and, you know, I say this all the time, Dave is working, you know, day and night to sort of get a handle on this timeline. And that's gonna kind of direct us as much as anything. Um, You know, today, like I said, I'm happy that that our team uh, is intact outside of what we did yesterday. I know Mark is and his staff, um, and I know there are a lot of guys who are happy to still be here. It's, it's always nice this time of year to hear from players who say, hey, I really want to I want to be part of this team. You know, there are guys who enjoy being here, enjoy, enjoy playing for Mark, uh, and we don't take it for granted when, when I have those conversations with individuals in the clubhouse. So uh, we've played really well over the last couple of weeks, you know, the series before the break and, you know, the last couple of series afterwards. And it'd be nice to continue that positive run.
3: Tonight just didn't happen as the A's lost to the Angels 3-1. to Like I said earlier, trades are made. You know, you fly, you have the day off. Wasn't a whole lot of fight today. But hopefully get back at it because that's one thing this team has been really good at, has been fighting. And let's let's hope they get that back tomorrow down in Anaheim. A's with the loss to the Angels, 3-1. We got more coming up next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show.
5: Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com.
9: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
13: August 6th is International Trading Card Day and Topps wants to celebrate with you. Visit your participating local hobby shop where you will receive a free pack of cards plus a special card if you purchase $10 or more of Topps products while supplies last. Post your packs on social media using the hashtag TOPSITCD and follow along with TOPS. Visit tops.com for more information.
12: Here are some easy tips to get the most out of a time of use rate plan. Number one, during peak times, get your dishes loaded and your clothes ready to wash or dry. Then wait until off peak times to press the start button. Number two, run your AC during off-peak hours, then nudge it up to 78 degrees when peak hours begin. Number three, one of the easiest ways to conserve energy is by turning off appliances, televisions, and lights. To see more easy tips, visit pge.com slash TOU info.
0: A crying baby is impossible to ignore, but a quiet baby can be easy to forget. Every year, dozens of children lose their lives because otherwise attentive adults forgot they were in the back seat. It only takes a moment for a car to heat up to dangerous levels, even on cooler days. So get in the habit of always looking in the back seat, and use reminders to ensure baby is always with you. Where's baby? Look before you lock. Paid for by Nitsa.
6: You are listening to the A's Clubhouse Show.
3: A's with a loss to the Angels in Game One of the three-game set down at the Big A, three to one. We're back at it tomorrow. Time now for What's on Deck, presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber, for all your building and remodeling needs, learn more at ashbylumber.com. We will have A's cast live. Great show for you. Ken Korak is going to stop by to talk Vin Scully. Scott Miller, longtime national baseball columnist, will, who's now uh, in San Diego. And now working for the Padres station and doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, he will stop by to talk about the Soto trade. Lots going on tomorrow. Ace cast live at 4 o'clock. Then we'll at 538 we'll have A's total access. We'll play Ray Fossey with Vin Scully. Two different interviews. And Scott Emerson, the pitching coach, will be with Ken Korak. First pitch will be 638 from Anaheim. I want to play a call. It's an iconic call of Vince Scully's. It's a call that the nation was listening to, watching. And it's been played over and over again, and it's a phenomenal call. Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's record down in Atlanta. Fulton County Stadium.
6: Once again, a standing ovation for Henry Aaron. Though the confrontation for the second time, Aaron walked in the second inning. He means the tying run at the plate now. So We'll see what Downing does. Alex at the belt, delivers, and he's low, ball one. And that just adds to the pressure. The crowd booing downing has to ignore the sound effects and stay a professional in pitches game one ball and no strikes aaron waiting the outfield deep and straight away fastball is a high drive into deep left center field butner goes back to the fence it is moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia what a marvelous moment for the country and the world a black man is getting a standing ovation in the deep south for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol and it is a great moment for all of us and particularly for Henry Aaron who was met at home plate not only by every member of the Braves but by his father and mother
3: Iconic. Absolutely iconic. Special, special man. What a career. And he will be missed. There's no question about it. And uh you just you, you think of all the different calls, and we'll have a lot of different lot of the different calls tomorrow on Ace Cast Live. Uh, he did the catch. I mean, here in the Bay Area, Candlestick Park, you now see the uh, statue that they have there at Levi Stadium. The catch made the 49er dynasty, or started the 49er dynasty. He was on that call. Some of the masters. I mean, it's just it's 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 crazy, this guy's career. That's why he's the best. Man, it's just hard to believe he's gone. It really is. And one of his famous calls, Yeah, yeah I hate to do it to you, A's fans, but we got to play it because it's against the A's. Here is the Kirk Gibson call. So
6: Mike Davis, the tying run is at second base with two out. Now the Dodgers don't need the muscle of Gibson as much as a base hit. And on deck is the leadoff man, Steve Sachs. Three and two. Sachs waiting on deck, but the game right now is at the plate. In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible
3: has happened. Something about him in the moment, you can't teach it. You can't teach someone to be calm. You can't teach someone to say the right things. His stuff was not scripted. A lot of times broadcasters will script that last moment when they know it's a game seven or it's a game six. Oh, God, who was it? It was in hockey where it was the game-winning goal. And the, I think it was Gary Thorne and everybody, and Gary's great, but it was so, and the stars come out in Texas. It was just so scripted. You never, ever felt in a big moment like Vince Scully was scripted. You can't teach that. Glenn Kuyper, I was listening. Actually, it was funny. I was was listening to when it went down, uh, the news, and it started pouring out. I waited to see, okay, how are our guys going to react? So I was listening to both our radio and TV at the same time. And – and knowing, you know, this was not going to be easy for Ken Korak. And then uh, Glenn Kuyper was great talking about how Vin Scully never was interrupted. His story, he had the amazing ability to always get his story in. Didn't matter if it was a pitching change. Didn't matter if it was into the inning. He never was like, oh, I didn't finish. We'll start it at the next. No, he finished everything. It was an art form of how he was always able to get his story in and never be interrupted. It's crazy. Everybody gets interrupted. Everybody will be talking. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, okay, we'll finish this after the next half inning. Never happened event. I'm sure it did. It just didn't seem like it ever happened. He always, his stories were beautiful and well thought out. And, they would always have a great ending, and then it would be the final out. That's <laughs> how, it's it's how he did it. He was a master. He was an absolute master. All righty, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Mechanics Bank. An interesting scoreboard because why? It's the day of the trading deadline. How did it work out? I'm just going to refresh because I know, yep, the game actually is over. So the Padres played a double dip against the Rockies today. And the Rock and the Padres beat the Rockies in game one, 13 to five. And the second game, it was the Padres over the Rockies three to two. Josh Hader, newly acquired, got the win. It was the Reds over the Marlins, 2-1. Pirates beat the Brewers, 3-2. O'Neill Cruz, big shortstop, rookie shortstop, who's phenomenal at a three-run homer in that one. The Nationals, even though DeGrom pitched, the Nationals, they lose Juan Soto, now 1-0 without him as they beat the Mets 5-1. It was the Mariners taking down the Yankees, 8-6. Very interesting. D-backs six, Guardians three, Blue Jays three, Rays one. Kevin Gosman got the win in that one, and uh, he's been pretty filthy this year. Braves are just Spencer Strider struck out like thirteen guys tonight. Guys, are sick. It was the Braves thirteen, Phillies one, and the Braves they're coming. Watch out. Sixty-three and forty-one. They did this last year. It was the Tigers over the Twins 5-3. Ra- Riley Green had two hits and two RBIs. All I know is this guy, every single time I get done with the game and I go in and watch quick quick pitch, this guy for the Tigers seems to catch everything. Left-handed and just seems to catch everything, this Riley Green kid. He looks phenomenal. I haven't fully gone over his stats. I just You see the highlights, and this kid goes and gets it. Cardinals shut out the Cubbies, 6-zip. It was the Orioles over the Rangers, 8-2. Jorge Mateo, two dingers in this one. Red Sox beat the Astros, 2-1. White Sox over the Royals, 9-2. And it was the Dodgers beating the Giants, 9-5. Giants now fifty-one and fifty-three. Wow. 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 Hundred and seven wins last year, huh? All righty, that is going to do it for the A's clubhouse show. A's lose to the Angels three to one. We will have a phenomenal Vin Scully tribute for you tomorrow. At 4 o'clock, A's Cast Live. We'll head to San Diego. We'll get updates from Scott Miller on Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Josh Hader. I'm missing somebody. We have somebody else who's going to be fabulous tomorrow on. Can't remember. But we will play Ray Fossey with Vin Scully. And then, of course, A's Total Access. Getting you ready for this game tomorrow at 538. First pitch at 638. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow right here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network.
10: Now batting, Xfinity Internet. It's made to do anything, so you can do anything. Supercharge your home with incredibly fast and powerful supersonic Wi-Fi. With three times more bandwidth, it covers all the bases and then some. And strike out billions of threats with advanced security that helps keep you safe at home and on the go. If you're keeping score, that's Internet that does it all. That's unbeatable internet from Xfinity. Proud partner of the Oakland Athletics. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas.
0: It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you Raymond in Buffalo and Maria in Miami. Jules in Minneapolis and Stan in Central Indiana taking control of everything. That's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations so you get the product you're looking for. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
4: This
0: has been the A's Clubhouse Show.
4: Raleigh sets up outside. It's on the way. And it's hit the deep
10: left, right down the line. If
4: it's fair, it's got a chance, and it is gone. Elvis has tied it up.
2: Swung on and belted. Deep left field. Solak takes a look and
4: out it goes
2: for Steven Piscotty. A bomb over the out-of-town scoreboard jumps the A's ahead 2 nothing.
0: Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast for exclusive content including pre and post game for every game.
2: 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Blew it by him at 95 and Zach Jackson strikes out the side.
0: Thank you for joining this exclusive a presentation of A's Baseball.